0: to the Rogue Uranus Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real, because that's me. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Kyle, and this week let's talk about one of the hot button issues that's going on in agriculture, and yeah, one of those is the Ag Economy Barometer uh, from Purdue University. God, I still love the music. Um, so, new, new mix board and a bunch of new things to kind of play with here, so we're going to have a little bit of fun, but let's talk about the Ag Economy Barometer. And one of the things that Purdue puts out is a farmer survey where they talk to farmers or potentially actually pose questions to farmers about how they feel about anything that's going on in the market at this point. So, Every month they update this. The current ag economy barometer declines, is the headline. Uh, Producers concerned about rising costs and supply chain disruptions. So they pose a lot of questions to people. And if you actually look at the index that they have of how people are feeling about the ag economy, is the lowest point it's been since last or actually two years ago when we had essentially $3 corn and we're essentially kind of in the middle of a little bit of a drought or some major stress issues. So why is it so far down? Yeah, it's kind of a lot about what we talked about on the podcast a couple months ago when I talked about, I don't believe, the hype on 2022. So now we're into that slump. We're into the the new year. We're in a new crop year, essentially. So we're in 2022 season And guys are looking at uh, increased input prices, uh, potential that we have some issues coming as far as supply issues with herbicides, fertilizers, whatever it is. Uh, A lot of things are kind of not going well. Maybe. So the thing, I guess, that we're getting caught up in and that I've seen kind of dealing with guys in the industry right now, not necessarily dealing with, but working with is we're getting really caught up in the hype. Um uh, so yes, fertilizers up, uh chemicals are up not as much as fertilizer. Um when I'm doing plans maybe we're up 10 to 20% at the most. I wouldn't say it's it's a ton, you know, Roundup is definitely up, glyphosate's up, but for the most part most chemicals aren't a whole lot different than they were last year. You can blame me for that, maybe clothedim or something's up, but for the most part on average Uh, chemicals aren't too crazy. So the biggest thing that we're running into issues with is it's more farm sentiment than it is actual issues. So yes, there are supply issues when we talk about parts. There are supply issues when we're talking about new equipment. Um, A lot of those things we can kind of handle, right? Parts and new equipment is a little bit different thing, but most of those parts that we're having issues getting from my standpoint has been precision farming or technology supplies, anything it needs, a microprocessor or a chip. Most of the time, it seems like we can get stuff we need. Uh, Maybe not everything we need, but most things we can get. So what's uh, what's causing a lot of this issue? I think a lot of this issue is it it just feels like something could happen that could be bad. So why are we getting there? I I think a lot of this goes back to coffee shop talk, uh, diner talk, whatever you want to call it. Farmer to farmer talks, everybody, we always kind of lean towards the negative, which is really funny because when you when you think about farmers, we always talk about farmers as being the forever optimists. They're optimists because they put something in the ground, they hope it rains, and at the end of the year we make money. The, the, uh, the struggle we have is we're just really drawn to the negative. And for whatever reason, the negative this year is we want to talk about fertilizer prices, we want to talk about land rent, the neighbor's paying more money for land rent because well, I don't know why the heck he's doing it. I think the neighbor that maybe potentially is paying a little bit more for land rent or a lot more, whatever it is, is kind of looking at the profit potential. There's quite a bit out there this year. When I look at plans of what I did in this time of 2021 to now, it's a totally different picture. It. At the end of last year, we had four dollar corn. Now we have five fifty corn to six dollar corn cash uh, futures price. It depends on where you're at and what your basis is, but here at least it's right around five thirty. At five thirty corn and current inputs, we're actually showing a fairly good profit. And at this time last year, we were showing a profit, but not a huge one. Um, so, what happened? You know, so we have $6 corn, but next year it's only, you know, this fall it's only five thirty. I, I think a lot of that is, it's just all we want to talk about is the negative things. The, the positive things right now, as far as I can see in the agriculture industry, and I get accused of this a lot where I'm kind of more of an optimist than most people. But right now, profit potential is really good for 2022. Uh, things look on my end as far as financially going right now. If you drew a picture of today, and we set our yields at our APH and just carried it through this year. And at current, uh, current input pricing, we have a really good year. And if I compare it to this time last year, we're actually doing better. But when you look at the ag barometer for this time last year, we were at, um, let's see, about 167 on their barometer. And right now we're at 119. And I'd say the average on here is probably about 130, 140. So we're below average on how people feel about going into this year. Yes, we have more money going out, but honestly, I would tell you if you asked a business and said, hey, what if your input costs went up 30%, but you're going to get more than that in a return, you know, and you're, you know, a larger profit than you're making right now, but your input prices are higher. Yeah, a little bit more money moving around, but at the same point, they'd be pretty happy with it. So right now, I think a lot of that is, it's just farmer to farmer sentiment that is bad. Uh, why am I optimistic? Yeah, I'm always the forever optimist. This is kind of the way I am. I like to look at the lighter side of things. I don't really like to focus on the negative stuff because it just turns you into a, an anxious person. And I'm a kind of traditionally an anxious person to begin with, but for the most part things are good. When you look at 2023's pricing, uh, if you can get somebody that will sell you a contract for corn for 2023, it's actually 10 cents over what it is right now for this year's future prices. So if we think fertilizer is going to go down, uh, we think that glyphosate is going to come back to a more reasonable level, we have better supply next year, you know, who knows what's going to happen. This market's been crazy the last 24 months or so. So two years from now, or a year from now, we have 540 corn local cash, um, and our input prices are down. We could have an amazing year next year. We could be walking into an amazingly good time in agriculture. You know, and I, I had meetings five, six years ago, and they were warning all of us salespeople that this is a bad time in agriculture. You know, things are down, incomes are down everything's not looking great for the next five years. We seem to have these 10-year cycles where we have one really good year, four, three or four really decent years and like of decent income, three or four years where it's a struggle. I think we're on that high side. We had one really, really good year in 2021. 2021 is probably going to be the best year of a lot of people's careers as far as farm income. And then you're going into 2022. I think our income levels are going to be not as good as 2021. Obviously, our input prices are up, but with the corn price and the way things are trending, I think we have a really good chance of having an excellent year in 2022. 2023 looks great um, at this point, at least, but I think we're in that high end of that cycle. And we're in that high end of the cycle, and farmer sentiment is almost as bad as it was six years ago when we were at the low end of that cycle. That's a scary thing. And to me, that is more of a mental issue than it is an actual farm issue. So that scares me as far as farmers are worrying about things that might potentially be, you know, not as bad as they see it. And where does that lie? That lies a lot on agronomists and and people they turn to for market advice. Um, We're actually a fairly important part of the economy, uh, the ag economy at least. And what I mean, Matt, I say I have a lot of people that turn to me and say, "Hey, I'm having issues, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that." And I can tell and, and fairly easily pick up that there is some anxious anxiousness out there in the country. It's up to us to have that message of, "Hey, things are going pretty good." You know, farmers always tend to want to ask you about the problems. That's that's usually the first thing they want They're very blunt. Uh, They're front-looking people. They want to know what is the imminent threat to me right now. They want to know that. That's usually their first question. They want to know, just just kick me right in the nuts right now. And I'm not going to fault them for that. Uh, I actually kind of like the fact that they want to know that blunt thing right up front. Uh, But at the same point, I think a lot of us got to be like, hey, yeah, you know, fertilizer's up. Everything else is up. But, hey, at the end of the day, it looks like we're going to have a pretty good year. And, you know, the other side of this, and it's eking into conversations right now, especially in our area, is drought. So, in Wisconsin, was it 88% of the the state yesterday was in at least abnormally dry conditions. Um, There's a fairly significant chunk of my territory that's in moderate drought and then another larger part that is also in a severe drought. So, this is a little concerning. We're still three months away from planning, two and a half months away from planning. And in my experience, at least in our area, it seems like we go in about a six month cycle where we're either a little bit too wet or a little bit too dry. Or sometimes we're on those extremes where we're way too dry, but then we get way too wet, or then it kind of moderates between the two. I think we're one or two rainfalls away. And this definitely happens. It happened more often than not, at least in our area, that we're really dry. And Mother Nature always corrects herself. You know, we're not always in a drought. At some point, this is going to fix itself. And, you know, maybe it's June. Maybe it's July. Wouldn't would you rather get a bunch of rain? Would you rather get a bunch of rain in April and May? Or would you rather get a bunch of rain when we start getting into the more critical growing stages of crops? And if you're like me and most people, you're going to want that rainfall right when we need it as far as crops. So am I really freaked out about the drought stress? It's there. It's in the back of mine. And that's where it kind of should be. It shouldn't be a forefront issue. To me, I think we have a lot of time to make a crop. 2022 is not even in the ground yet. It's still in the bag. It's still in the shed. There's still a lot of time to make this up and make it work out really well for us. And honestly, as bad as things have been in the past, uh, uh, an almost disaster year for us isn't like what it used to be. To 1988 and 2021, at least here, very similar things in 2012, uh, I would say was right up there as well. As far as drought stress, heat stress goes, 2021 was the best year most guys in this area have ever had. There, There are some pockets where they don't have the water holding capabilities, and yes, they had a bad year, but for the most part, we had an excellent year, given the weather was actually, if you're not looking at temperature from 2012 to 2021, and you're looking all at at moisture levels, 2021 was drier than 2012 was here. And we still have a great year, or at least a decent year. I mean, I had guys with 150 bushel averages, but I had guys with the best farm average they've ever had. And For me, that comes down to genetics as far as grain or as crops goes. You know, we we have better hybrids. We have better varieties on soybeans. The other side of that, too, is we've changed a lot of farming practices. We're experiencing or experimenting more with no-till. You know, cover crops play into that a little bit, but cover crops did not pay off as well this year as what they have in the past. And actually, in a lot of places, they hurt us because they took up more moisture out of the soil. But we have better improved farming practices. We have better genetics as far as drought stress and stress goes. Things look really good. I'm not as worried about that low-end yield. You know, I think we have a great potential that we can kind of maintain a low. I'm looking at more at, we don't really get much below a certain level now, at least in the last 10 years or so. And we're seeing more of that high-end stuff. So, I really think farmer optimism should be better than it is. I, I get where it's at. I understand why it's where it is. But at the same point, a lot of that onus falls upon us, the advisors, the guys that are working with farmers. You know, we're, we're trying to sell them things, and we're, we're consistently wanting to fall into that negative trap. You know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me? Okay, fertilizer's up. Should I buy down? I don't know. It's probably going to keep going up. You better buy more. Yeah. We got to kind of figure out, and there are a lot of people that talk about this, how to kind of say yes, acknowledge, then also kind of detract and move into a different mindset. And and that that's a really important thing and a really important skill to be as an agronomist, a salesperson, someone who's front-facing and working with farmers in an advisory role. I really think that's an important thing to have and to get your guys in the right mindset. Uh, one of my guys who I would say is not the forever optimist, usually he's more of a pessimist. This year, he's excited. He's he had a great year of 2021, financially the best year he's ever had on this farm. We're looking at 2022, potentially the second best financial year he's ever had in his farm's history. 2023 looks even maybe better than 2022, not quite as good as 2021. At this point, we don't know what fertilizer inputs are going to be, but for the most part, this guy is going to have one of the best years or the best stretch of years in his farm's history. He's excited, and there's no reason a lot of people should be excited. I mean, unless you're looking for a brand-new tractor, uh, a John Deere Green Star piece of uh, precision farming equipment, which are insanely hard to come by at this point. Outside of that, man, it, it looks like a great stretch of years in agriculture. And, and I kind of realized that, right? Live in the moment a little bit. Um, you know, there's a quote from the office and we'll end with this quote, but one of the quotes from the office is it, you wish you would have been or would have known you were in the good old days when you were actually in them. And, and what they meant by that was, you know, when you're looking back in the past, you always kind of look back nostalgically at what happened in the past. When you had some good times, sometimes you don't really quite understand that you're in them. And I think that's where we're at. We don't really fully understand that maybe this is probably one of the best stretches of uh, financial history in agriculture. And don't let that detract you from the fact that you probably might be in that. Don't let everything else kind of start pulling you down. Realize that, hey, this might be a lot of fun and we could have a lot of fun in the next couple of years. Um, You know, and at some point, these supply chain crises are going to fix themselves. We're going to have an ample supply of equipment. Um, we're going to have more things than we could actually figure out what we want to do with them. We're going to be putting up sheds and bins and doing all kinds of fun stuff and building the future of farms. So don't quite get pulled into that trap. I get that. I get what's going on. But at the same point, let's detract and kind of get guys into that right mindset. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com, and our other social media for more information and other episodes.